everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Cowboys familiar. What's up? This is Talking Boys with the Boys. And we're back again with some of that Cowboys fuego. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share and subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod would be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies, I'm your host, Adam Y, along with my co-host, Mark Shadamas D, also known as Mark D, also known as the nephew of Jack Burton. Dylan Wilson, a.k.a. Dylan 88, a.k.a. president of the 88 Club. This is Andres, a.k.a. Dreezy. I'm KT Fun Tweets, the creator of Fire and Ice. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> Let's go, man. Let's go. Hey, man. This is Talking Boys with the Boys in the Pork Chop Express. And I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Dak and the boys lose to Arizona in the house of Kyler, 25 to 22. Big trouble and Big D heading into postseason? I don't know. But in the great words of Jack Burton, I'm a reasonable guy. I've just experienced some unreasonable things. So somebody, I don't care who it is, tell me what the hell is going on. When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, he looks at crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Depends on how you look at it. The hell it does. So somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. The truth? I can take it. We don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> a real fucking asshole. Big trouble in little China there for you, Dylan. Dylan's the young guy here. He don't know it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right, Mark, well, bring us in with some Cowboys news, dog. What's good, Cowboys Nation? Look good, feel good, feel good, pod good. Let's eat, baby. After the game, I was sitting on the toilet thinking, damn, that water's cold. Nah, just joking. I was thinking (laughs) some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac named Kyler just grabbed our neck, tapped the back of our head up against the barroom wall, looked us crooked in the eye, and asked if we paid our dues. But unlike old Jack Burton, we stared that big sucker right back in the eye and said, no, sir. And we immediately pissed our pants. Our, <laughs> beloved, Cowboy- <laughs> our beloved Cowboys lost yesterday to the Kyler Murray-led Cardinals with a final score of 22 to 25. Our cor- Cowboys have been mathematically eliminated from the number one seed in the NFC and the first round by it affords. I know everybody got scared with the mathematically eliminated. Just chill. You're good. We enter the final week of the regular season as the ten- tentative number four seed. We can climb as high as number two, but either way, we will begin postseason play with a home game on January 15th, 16th, or 17th. And week 18 has officially been flexed. My sources at NBC confirm. Nah, nah, just playing. I ain't got no fucking sources. I'm bullshitting. <laughs> it was announced by the Dallas Cowboys that this weekend's games will be flexed into the 715 slot Saturday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. 
The bad news just seems to get worse on the injury front, guys. Wide receiver Michael Gallup has been officially rolled out for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. He suffered Sunday, as confirmed by no. MRI this morning. Seriously. <laughs> Not MG, man. Oh, no. Seriously, bro. <laughs> it was reported today that roughly a dozen Eagles players, including Fletcher Cox, Dallas Goddard, and Jason Kelsey tested positive for COVID-19. Based on updated COVID-19 protocols, they all have a chance to be cleared in time for Saturday's game. Let's hope not. Back to you, BB. <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, y'all know how we do it, man. Let's recap the Arizona versus Dallas game. I want y'all to give me your good, wrong, and ugly of the game. All right, guys. So my ugly of the week, my fucking offense. So <laughs> <laughs> we had six passes batted, bunch of drops. Kellen went back to calling those bunk ass wide receiver screens. We're still calling runs on second and ten for no reason. Just wasting uh, down. No only, the, only there for the vibes. Our yeah. run game up the middle is still trash. But wait, there's more. There's we more. were we we were doing weird shit like making Schultz block Chandler Jones one on one. Dak like wasn't you know what's up guys? So Which didn't fucking work. Dak yes. was out, Dak was out there overthrowing dudes. Offensive line kept getting called for penalties every time we had a big play, and we can't find any way to throw to CD or Amari if the defense is in cover too. Oh, and, and not an offensive player, but responsible for putting up points. Greg Zerline, fuck you too. Watching that game. <laughs> Oh, I, feel, I feel like that dude from Waterboy. Oh no, we suck again. Uh, <laughs> Greg the egg, man. Jesus. Absolutely, man. Well, he was definitely one of my uglies, man. Zerline, uh, he's he's left 23 points off the board with 11 missed kicks, five extra points, and six field goals, man. The Cowboys have lost three games by a combined eight points, dog. Zerline has left 14 points on the board in those games, dog. Zerline has been Hella ugly. Every time KT? he misses a kick, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is your ugly of the game, man? Well, I got I got a lot of uglies. I think. Um, the, <laughs> the thing about Zerline is wild because Zerline, like, he ain't going nowhere because he's best friends with the special teams coach. So it's like oh, he's got some. Sponsors, he's like safe. Definitely. But yes. uh, I don't understand how you have. Paid your left tackle and your right tackle and your right guard pretty good money to be there. Connor mm-hmm. Williams was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. You paid your running back. Tony Pollard was a fourth round pick, so it's not less on him because they didn't really try to give him the ball. Three carries for nine yards. Maybe mm-hmm. his numbers are a little bit better. I don't understand how they got twenty five yards rushing yesterday. Like I don't understand how that's a thing. And I know it's real easy to go kill the quarterback, and I'm okay with killing the quarterback because the quarterback hasn't looked the same. Right, the quarterback hasn't been great. The quarterback was not great yesterday, um, and Next. that fumble was was a killer. But twenty five yards on the ground is going to get you beat. It's going to get you beat by anyone, and that game's close. If you take away a few things, the, I, I'm not as like negative as like and burn the house down, you know, as I think a lot of people might be because a lot of fans I mean, are like that. KT, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, I know, I know. Like the fake punts, okay, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good call right there. I right? got you right. The uh, the timeout thing, okay, they got you. If you had a timeout left, now maybe you can challenge the fumble at the end of the game, right? There's a lot of things there. You got to get more than 25 yards rushing, and I don't care what anyone says. Tony Pollard's a better running back than Zeke right now. I don't Ooh, care. Like, let's go. Let's it's go. It's been that way for a while. I ain't saying Zeke can't play. I'm saying Zeke needs to be getting less carries than Tony Pollard. 
and oh, it ain't happening and it ain't gonna happen because they're too scared to make a change. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll just fuck around and uh, we'll just see what happens. We'll get our ass beat. All right. And then at the end of the game, we can blame it on the refs. Oh, we're gonna blame it on the refs, are you? You're the most penalized team in the league by the eleven league. penalties. And it ain't some conspiracy. This league is not a conspiracy. Dudes are out there breaking legs, getting concussions. You can't write that shit, right? This isn't nope. pro wrestling. I got I'm big problems with leaders of my team going after a game and going, Well, we're playing the refs too. No, no, you didn't play the Cardinals hard enough, is what happened. Damn straight. <laughs> Preach. Preach, man. Hell yeah, though. Shit, KT covered all that shit. I go ahead and you can shut off the lights. Hey, so hold on. So pro wrestling isn't real? What? <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all saying? It's what are y'all really saying? What's going on here? You know, yeah. you know, we had one of the biggest uglies for me, because I'm going to you know, take right off and grab the baton from KT right there. We had seven penalties on third down between the offense and defense yesterday. Yep. You know, and, and, and like you're saying, KT, we can't just sit here and go, well, you know, we're being penalized. So, you know, that's one of the main issues here. And, and the way, look, my... I've discussed this before, and just to give you a little bit of background, being an athlete, my wife's a coach, you don't even discuss the refs. That's something you can't control or something you can't even, you know, fathom on what's going to happen with that area. So you don't even discuss what the refs called or what they didn't mm-hmm. call after the game. Because once you do, that lets you know that that frustration is setting in, you know. And you're, you're right, man. You know, from Tony Pollard to Zeke right now, and Tony Pollard is a better running back than Zeke, but what is that saying about Zeke as far as where Zeke is? Real you quick, know? real quick, Mark. Ezekiel Elliott has not rushed for more than 53 yards in a game since October 17th. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. Well, let it sink in that Dak was our leading rusher yesterday. Mm-hmm. Zeke, Zeke had, what, 1.3 yards per carry yesterday? Yep. yep. I'm like that. Yeah. Yep. Nine yeah. for 16. Horrible. Horrible. Andreas, what's your ugly, man? Man, honestly, man, it's, it's hard to uh, say my ugly is our defense, but it is, man. I mean, it was yesterday, and it's so hard. To say that they're the ugly because they are a unit that we were praising for weeks on it, you know, for I don't know how many straight weeks because they deserve the praise. Well, I feel yesterday they deserve not all the blame, but some blame. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just did not look the same how I thought they were going to look. I thought they were going to rattle Murray. I, I thought they were going to first force turnovers, which the, they had been the best in the league at doing. They didn't force any. They really didn't even rattle Murray. Like, yes, they made him get out of the pocket, but. Was that even a bad thing? Like he seemed real comfortable when he was at when he was out of the pocket. Well, I, I mean, think that's that that with his defense on the rest, just to kind of interject with what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't think they played horribly. I mean, I'm not gonna let them off the hook with certain things, but I'm also not yeah. gonna blame certain things on them because um they hadn't seen a quarterback like this. Um True. this was uh, what I was scared of, you know, and what we had talked about. I'm not giving yeah. them a pass for it, but I am gonna say uh, up until this point. Um, Micah, Randy, D-Law, they all pinning their ears back and trying to come after the quarterback. Well, this one, they had to pin their ears back and hesitate a little bit. You could, I yeah. mean, the, the, the quickest way to make a fast player slow is make him think, yep. right? That's the quickest way to make a fast player slow. I mean, those run pass options where you had Kyler in the running back, you saw Micah stop and Kyler got him, you know? I mean, They're... so there was a few times where they, they, were, they were prepped for a few things. You know, and then, and then I, I was worried about a tall defense that we have. Well, I saw a few times where they had Kyler rolling out. And they literally blocked in to give him a line of sight. Right. I was like, damn, okay. I didn't like how we were playing so much off coverage, and we were just allowing so many swing passes and allowing them to get out in space, and they were just eating us alive. And disgusting. And my guy Trayvon had a bad game. I got, I got to be the first. Yeah, he ready. did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, he was making AJ man. Green look like Bengal AJ Green. Man, come <laughs> on. He sure did. <laughs> He sure did. Look like Andy Dalton and 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 uh, Who the Red Rocket? Yeah. yeah, man. It was. It made him look bad, so. Man. 
between Dak's batted balls, which was was about twenty, and then the defense just not playing up to how I think. I mean, like like Mark said, they didn't play bad, but we have a different expectation for them. Like we're not just like they're middle of the pack defense. Let's grade them on no, that. No, no, you're right. They're yeah. a top defense. They needed to come out like a top defense at home, and they just didn't do that. So that's my ugly, honestly. <clears throat> Absolutely, absolutely. KT, man, this offense is four. Well, they had four uh, three and outs on on nine total drives. The offense was 3-11 on third down, or 3-4-11 on third down. Defense, 7-16 on third down against. This defense was gassed because that offense was struggling so damn bad. On third and seven or more yards for the season, Dallas is only converting at a 17% rate. What is the issue there, man? Well, I think, first of all, it's an like inability to understand that we've got to push the ball down the field. And I don't know if that's a Dak thing. He never looked comfortable in the pocket yesterday. Uh, they're getting some pressure inside uh, right in front of Connor Williams and, and Tyler Biotis in the middle. That's where some of their pressure was coming from. Occasionally, Chandler Jones would you know, sneak around the edge. But it's not like Dak got sacked a bunch yesterday. Like We've seen games where he's been sacked a bunch, but he just never looked comfortable. Right, and that's when that's when they lose. Quite frankly, the two times that, that that the Cowboys lose games, it's when they don't get turnovers, like the Raiders game, the Broncos game, and yesterday. And it's when Dak doesn't look comfortable, and he didn't. And it's it's really mind boggling to me that to get C.D. Lamb involved in the offense, you have to get a defensive stop and let them punt the punt 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 the ball to him. Like that's the mm-hmm. only way to get C.D. Lamb the ball. What? Especially after Jamar Chase almost goes for three bills and four touchdowns, right? Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. And K- yep. KT, you're talking about the offense not looking comfortable, uh, Dak not looking comfortable. Do you think that has to do with them disguising the, the snaps, disguising the defense, and then when it comes down to it, he hikes the ball, he takes it underneath because that's the safe thing that he's comfortable with? Yeah, well, I think I think they're dropping guys back, right? They're, they're showing yeah. some blitzes, yep. and then a lot of times they're dropping guys back. And when they're dropping guys back, Dak's not seeing it fast enough. And he's got to see it faster. But this is where, again, I think Arizona's kind of a bad matchup for a lot of reasons. Arizona's more of a full defensive unit. I know everyone likes to, uh, you know, jock the Rams nuts a little bit. I don't think the Rams are that great. And I actually think the Cowboys versus the Rams is a pretty good matchup. Like, I think the the Cowboys, you know, handle that pretty well. I don't think the Cardinals Mm -hmm. are a good matchup for the Cowboys for a lot of reasons. Uh, and a part of that, that is how Kyler's able to eliminate the pass rush, right? right. Uh, Micah Parsons and Randy yep. Gregory can blow by their dudes like you guys were talking about a minute ago, but Kyler can get out away from it because he's a cheat code. You know, exactly. Matt Stafford stands there and gets sacked, right? That's that's how it rolls with them. And Arizona is more of a full defensive unit that's based on linebackers running around like Isaiah Simmons and disguising things and Buda Baker disguising things. Meanwhile, the Rams is built around Aaron Donald in the middle and around Jalen Ramsey on the outside, and maybe we can get a little lucky here and there. Like, So I, I really think the Cowboys playing the Rams would be a much better matchup than playing the Cardinals again. And you mm-hmm. mentioned something there, KT. I want a Buda Baker. Where do we get one of those? Like, <laughs> like seriously, man. Well, you know, and that, that actually leads to one of these things that I was going to discuss with the scheme, man, because there's a, micro, there's a play that kind of a microcosm of what the hell was that when McGovern was aligned out wide with the wide receiver bunch out to the right. Yep. I mean, to me, I'm kind of looking at that like, okay, did anybody think that McGovern was running a slant? Like what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, what were we running there? What were we really looking at? And I, and I looked at it like, well, the predictability of that was almost a pick six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It should have been, I, I, honestly. 
You know, Showing and then when I look at Dak, well, then I look at Dak, and I was texting my brother during the game, man. I was just talking about a few things because I was talking, labeling it CP Dak. Okay, the Hispanics who are listening to it, KT, when we say somebody CP, it's Spanish for cagapalo. That means you shit on a stick. You kind of fucked it off. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yep. And and yep. that doesn't mean straight you out of Kings, though, baby. Doesn't mean you're not elite. That just means you shit on a stick. It's like you're wide open. You get a steal in the open court. You're coming down for the dunk and you brick the dunk. Okay, that's mm. CP. And when I was when I was looking at, at Dak at certain times, what I was writing on some, I just wrote down a few notes. I wrote hesitation issues, issues with ball placement, looked mm. unsure where he wanted to go with the ball, indecisive whether he wanted to run or throw at times. You know, yep. so to me, it looks like that CP mode. You're either pressing too hard or you're scared about doing something because you don't want to screw up. And that's kind of what I was looking at with Dak from that end. And then it doesn't help when you know you got receivers dropping the fucking ball again, right? All the time. And then, God damn. So you're trying to get into a rhythm of the offense. Dak finally gets out of CP mode right into the chest blink. Okay. Well, fuck. I mean, that's kind of the way this is going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or hey, Mark, to answer your question. Offensive penalty. Yeah. Hey, Mark, yes, to answer your right. question, to, 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 to get a Buda Baker, we could have had you. We could have had him in 2017, man. Like, no, I, was right. scre- I, like I was no, screaming no. at my TV four, four and a half years ago. I literally was like, get – Buddha Baker, that Look, dude KT's is a on the draft stud. Show, man, KT knows how how long we've been like safety deprived in the early oh, rounds. Okay, for KT, forever, KT, man. Can, can attest to that, you know. And forever, we, I think we found something in J. Ron, but dude, that Buddha Baker was like motherfucking Spider Man out there with our ass. J. Ron should have had that pick, man. Yeah. You know what's wild is if J. Ron gets that pick, not only does it take points off the board or whatever, but that's also where that timeout was taken. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yep. Because they fake that they're gonna go for it on fourth and five, and I don't know if you have that timeout, you can challenge that fumble. You know, but there's a lot of things oh, that happen that, that that aren't like they're better than us or we suck, and it's like the fake punt thing. All right, tough, good play. That fumble, you know, up in the air, two good teams. It might come down to a fumble call. You know, you might want to have your timeout. I, I, you know, it's a shitty rule, uh, but. It is the rule, and it's what happened. But like, so there, there is parts of that that I'm kind of like trying to be like, trying to like be cool about it. Like, okay, you know, two good teams, you know. But the point is, it was 22-7 going into the fourth quarter, and you never looked ready to play until it was time to really turn it on at exactly home. Right. Yep. That's mm-hmm. pretty unacceptable when there's a lot of shit on the line. Facts, right. dude. Hey, with eight eight minutes and thirty two seconds in the fourth, the Cowboys went fumble, touchdown, punt. Punt, touchdown, punt, miss field goal, punt. Horrible. That's horrible, yeah. man. You know? That's and like not winning football. Hey, um, but they were good on short yardage and in the red zone, but they still <laughs> were bad <laughs> offensively. That was, was was weird to me because that was our biggest complaint. Be good in, on fourth down and be good in the red zone. But, you know. We, Dude, we you know what has to happen? Day. We need to have Dak. Dak needs to get CD and Amari. They need to have a little fucking sleepover at the Dak yard. Okay, and they need to start. I'm serious. I, I'm serious. Man. And then, then he did, they need to throw some some routes on the outside, the slot, short throws, deep throws, quick outs, slants, back shoulder, you name it. These motherfuckers need to be able to do it in their sleep. You're like, not lying, man. <laughs> seriously, man, because some of this stuff, I'm like, so y- are y'all not on the same page right now? I mean, we're week 18, guys. Like, what, yeah. what's, what's going on here? Yeah. Schultz was our leading receiver, and we all love Schultz. I love Schultz. I want him to be our tight end moving forward. But my opinion, he cannot be our leading receiver. He can't get 10 targets and Lamb and Cooper combined get 11. Like, oh, we're not the Chiefs. We're not the Ravens. Yes. Like, 
He's not a Kelsey or a Mark Andrews. He's not even a Dallas Goddard, honestly, in my opinion. So if Schultz is our leading receiver, that's not a recipe for, for, and, and, for a win, and, man. I got a message here, too, for Kellen. Um, watch Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, how they intentionally, purposefully, and, and like try to get the ball to Devontae Adams all the time. Yes. Like that, that's another little message there. Yes. All the time. So we said it before, back when the offense was running through Noah Brown. If you if your offense is going, Schultz is your number one receiver. You're taking what the defense gives you to that extent. You're taking it to the detriment of the team, and you mm-hmm. should be imposing your will and finding ways to get the ball to your superstars. Otherwise, you're doing exactly what the defense wants you to do. Early in the year, teams were like coming up thinking that they had to stop the Cowboys from running the ball because they had 200 rushing yards against the Chargers. They had 160 against the Eagles. They had 245 rushing yards against the Panthers, 200 oh, yards yeah. against the Giants. Oh, yeah. There was a good stretch and then it was there. The Patriots yeah, game, and the Patriots didn't stop the offense or anything, but it was the Patriots game where the Cowboys had to throw it to kind of stay in that game and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they probably lose that game if they don't get the Trayvon Diggs interception, to be honest. But then that's when some teams came in. Dak got hurt, but that's when Denver was like, no, fuck that. You guys can't run the ball on us, and mm-hmm. they didn't. And, and they then everyone didn't. else nope. kind of started going, oh, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. But they're not just going to kill us on the ground. We don't suck that bad. So if they're playing a decent team, and by decent, I mean someone that's like not Washington or, or the Giants, you know, if they're <laughs> playing a decent <laughs> team, those decent teams are going, oh, we don't have to stop the run. We'll put a bunch of defensive backs back there. And I'm sorry, but yep. Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb have done nothing to make you go, well, I've got to double cover these guys at all times. And that's not right. their fault. I think it's just a part of the offense kind of stumbling around. So because they yep. haven't been able to do that, like, like what you mentioned about Green Bay, dude, when they were uh, when Baltimore triple covered Devontae Adams, they're like, okay, well, we'll just start throwing to other guys. We're going to put three guys on Devontae Adams. Now we'll throw it to other guys. I, mean, I don't know why they're not forcing the ball to Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. They need to be doing that. And, you know, the Gallup thing sucks. But, you know, Cedric Wilson is a good guy to – come in and be your like third wide receiver if you need it the Gallup thing does suck it looked like that Gallup is going to be the guy that kind of had the big day yesterday um mm-hmm. but like I I don't understand how they're not getting more wide open looks and one-on-one type coverages uh because it looks like everyone's basically said we don't have to blitz anymore we can win on yep. our own we don't have to blitz that often they blitzed a little bit yesterday but even going back to the to the few weeks when they were like struggling Dude, they were not blitzing dudes as much as they were in the first half of the season because they were going, we can we can get there with four. We don't have to have extra guys up here to stop the run because Zeke's slow as shit, and they are going to give Zeke more carries than Tony Pollard for whatever reason. They're going to do that. So we'll just sit back and have seven or eight guys back in the zone. Like Whenever teams are playing Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady or even Aaron Rodgers even, like when they're down in the red zone, they're just dropping eight guys into the end zone and hoping yep. that they can find someone who can get there. And that's basically what they're doing on the whole field with Dak right now. Exactly. Yep. Yep. They're, so they're dropping not, seven, I'm, eight, clogging routes and covering. Yeah. Yep. So are we knocking the, the route concepts for these receivers? I mean, because, it, like you said, man, I, uh, I, mean, I can't fathom how these guys ain't getting open, man. You know what well, I mean? I can, I, I can, I mean, you can see it sometimes on the telecast, though. I mean, it is route concepts, but at the same time, I mean, we have to come back to some of those issues with Dak. I think you combine, you know, just the route concepts with some of the other issues, mm-hmm. uh, some of the hesitation issues, some of the drops, and we see this shitty offense every once in a while, you know? Yeah. I, I, I like Amari Cooper, right? I think he's a, I think he's a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. You traded a first-round pick for him, and then you gave him a contract. When has he taken over a game since week one? True. 
I'm looking at his game log right now. All right. 13 for 139 in week one. All right. Ready? Three catches, three catches, three catches, three catches, five catches. There's eight at the Minnesota game with Cooper Rush. Nice. Mm-hmm. Two catches, four catches, COVID, COVID. Two catches, five catches, two catches, seven catches, three catches, 63 catches. Look, I paid a guy like a top, like a highly rate, maybe not the top, highest paid wide receiver in the league, but to be that guy, I got 63 catches from you. Go look at what the Cooper Adams Cup's and the Cooper like Cups and the Justin <laughs> Jeffersons. I'm not saying he's those guys, but – I mean, we need to be talking about 90 catches from him. You're right? absolutely right. I mean, in my mind, and, he's better than those guys, you know, in certain instances with certain things, you know. So yeah, some, I, it's no excuse. Some, something's going on there, and I, I don't fully know what it is. Because there's times when he does, like, clearly win his route pretty easily, and you're like, okay, that's impressive. I mean, I would like to see more <laughs> C.D. Lamb. I don't understand why they can't get C.D. Lamb in the offense a little bit I would, more. too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes, man, I, I I would figure that that with those kind of weapons, you just start force feeding these guys. You know what I mean? And we don't even do that. We it's like Kellen just, okay, well, let's let's do the let's do the Schultz thing, let's do the Cedric thing, the Noah the Noah Brown thing. It's it's weird. It's just really really sometimes weird. Sometimes it sometimes it seems like like if if they're gonna run a route or they're gonna do something rather than in I don't know how much truth there is to this, but if uh-huh. there's a, if it's whether gonna be a slant or you know a wide receiver screen to that side, Kellen might be thinking on the same man. I got to get this complete and I got to get CD to catch this and I got to get him to make a play. So I'm going to run a screen rather than have him drop a slant. Now that can't happen though in your thought process as an offensive coordinator. So that could be an issue, you know, they also though, they got to get, they got to get a turnover. If they don't get a turnover, it is, it is still harsh to put it on the defense when the defense has been kicking so much ass, but if they don't get a turnover, they generally don't win. So when they start playing from behind, then they're throwing it every time, you know, this team is built to get ahead Get turnovers, you get ahead, put pressure on the quarterback. And if the yep. game don't go that way, then you got to find other ways to win. And that might be, you know, maybe not giving up a big play on a fake punt. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you could just come up with shit. I, I personally am not a fan of our coach. So, I mean, I, I got a lot of things I could say about that. Like, I'm, I do like Kingsbury. I think Kingsbury should be like an offensive coordinator in this league. I don't think he should mm-hmm. be a head coach. I think he should mm-hmm. be an I offensive agree. coordinator. It's like, dude, when you're getting out coached by Cliff Kingsbury, we got problems. We got problems, and then the Thank coach goes you, to the podium after the game. The coach after the game's <laughs> yep. like, after the game is like, oh, he blames it on the refs. Like, okay, oh, mm-hmm. so it's the refs' fault that you're the most penalized team in the league all year, dumbass. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Four o'clock management. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's a bad coach. One of one of the things I was wrong about y'all was Tyron Smith returning to the lineup. He absolutely got work yesterday. He had some good yes. moments, but overall, he had. You know, some bad ones, too. <laughs> you know, where I'm at on Tyron, though, is like, just get a couple snaps because he hadn't played in a while. Don't get hurt. Yeah. I don't I don't even care if he plays in week 18 against Philly. I really don't even care. Like, just kind of, can we get you good by playoff time? Because there are certain dudes in this world who ain't, well, we don't play 16, because we play 17 games, who aren't 17-game guys anymore. And really, if you want to go win a Super Bowl, you got to play 20 games, right? Yep. Tyron has a 10-game guy at this point in his career. And, you know, quite frankly, I think Zeke's probably a 10- to 12-game guy. But, like, you got to have guys who can go play 20 games for you. And Tyron's not that anymore. But I need you to be a 10-game guy for me. But I need some of those games to be in the playoffs. So, I need Tyron to be good in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah. Now, man, we uh, – earlier on in the, in the season, uh, one of our earlier uh, episodes, we talked about – 
um, Tyron having to play, what was it, Mark, 12 games at least, 12 to 13 games mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. even make a push. You know what I mean? Having that guy in, in the lineup like that, man. And and so far, it's, it's, it's what did you say, 10 games? I was I was crossing my fingers for fourteen. I was like, man, if you can give us fourteen, that'd be great. Yep. Hey, KT, let me ask you a real quick question, man. Now that we got somebody that's in the know in the building, somebody that's always there. Okay, so there's a a, a narrative that's been floating around Twitter since we waxed um, Washington by fifty six, mm-hmm. uh, considering that uh, that we purposefully have been looking, I guess, this bad because we're trying to hold back stuff on offense and not really throw everything at these teams till we get to the playoffs and it quote unquote matters. What does that sound like to you? Uh no, that's bullshit. Because thank you, KT. <laughs> I mean. Okay. I saw a pass yesterday from Cedric Wilson, you know, <laughs> like it's been a while since we've seen something like that. Right. Yep. Um, and Yeah. And not just that, like for me being an athlete, for me, you know, my wife, like I said, as a coach, you don't do things like that. You don't practice that way. Like you don't do that to a culture on any kind of athletic team. You don't hold back, quote unquote, everything's full force in my opinion. But yeah, I, I don't think I, I look, look, Kellen has to get some of the blame for what's going on with the offense, but there is a direct line and it is when Dak hurt his ankle. I mean, mm-hmm. a, against new England, not last year, uh, not his ankle, his, uh, his calf. Yeah. It's New England because, I mean, I don't know. Dak is still a dude. Hopefully it changes over time, but Dak's still a dude who needs to run every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, fourth and one yesterday, they pulled out our good run play, design run play to Dak, right? It worked. Yep. Um, now, we don't need to do that a lot, but does Dak look like the old Dak, y'all, or does he look slow? Like he's committed to, like, running the ball? No, like, he looks very like, like the fumble thing, he's had a fumble problem. Everyone back, Kyler leads the league in fumbles, so I can – Sometimes let quarterback fumbles go a little bit if you're going to run a lot. But Dak hasn't been running enough to, like, be, be fumbling and, like, get away with it, okay, here and there. Like, that that was a very frustrating thing. But there are times when you're like, Dak, you can tell, it's still kind of looking. When he used to just go, you know what, I'm going to take my five yards on the ground right here and help us out and get a, you know, second and, and four, second and three, or, a, you know, whatever. Like, he can just kind of stay ahead of the chains or whatever. Now it's like, oh, we get close to the line. I don't want to run. I don't want to run. Okay, I got to run. And then, like, he ends up going out of bounds and he gets two yards, and it doesn't matter. So, yeah. like, I really want him to you know, F it. I'm back, and I'm a threat. And until that happens, like, I don't know where confident Dak – I don't know if he comes back or not. That's – like, I don't think it's like a, like a forever thing, but, like, it needs to be here by the playoffs, and we didn't get that yesterday. Well, you know, KT, there's two sides to an injury, man. Whenever you have a catastrophic injury, I'm not talking about the one last year. What I'm talking about is the injury he had this year, like you're discussing. When I look at that, because I have a, a medical background, I'm a therapist in general, that's you know what I put the food on the table with. And when I looked at that injury initially, of course, yeah, we don't get very, you know, very much info from, you know, Valley, from, from Mike McCarthy or anything that comes out of there. So I was trying to do my own diagnosis with it. If I don't know the severity, I could have had a little better. But let's say if it was a severe strain, right? Let's just say severe. Yeah. Severe to profound. The, the remediation for that should take about six to eight weeks, maybe even longer for it to be fully healed. But there's two sides to an injury, man. There's the physical side, then there's the psychological side after the physical side heals. Okay. Anybody who's ever had a bad injury understands you have to trust yourself and then you have to trust oh. yourself over and over and over doing it again. And I really Facts. don't think Dak is trusting himself with a lot of stuff, man. You know what it looks like? It's like you said, dude, he is hesitating. He's hesitating to run. He's hesitating to throw. Yesterday, it looked like he was throwing his arm out at certain times, trying to shot put the ball shot out there put instead it. of throwing yeah, it. Yeah, dog. You know, I mean, we went from that. throwing yeah. darts um, in the first half against Washington to 
it looked like it's just too much effort there. So you're right, man. I mean, there's some aspect of it, of it that's there, but I don't like to talk about that because then you got everybody going, Oh, so now you're saying he's injured. No, shut up. Go over there. <laughs> well, Thanks. That was the same injury that Gallup had and Gallup missed all that time. Now Gallup's was, we were told more severe than Dax. So like y'all got to walk with me on this one here. So hold, just, just work with me here. So, you know, that feeling like where you haven't like drank enough water, and like your leg might cramp up, you know, or maybe you're mm-hmm. like, uh, let's say hypothetically, you're like having sex and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like, uh, oh man, I might cramp up here. It happens. That's what I feel. That's what I feel like Dak's like going, if I push it too hard, I'm going to cramp up and then it's really going to start. That's what I feel like I'm seeing when he plays. Yes. Yeah, one time my wife thought I had the orgasm of all orgasms when I got hit with a crap that bad, man. She was like, damn, I'm a bad motherfucker. I was like, I can't feel my legs. She was like, damn, I'm bad. I'm yes. hydrated. Yeah. Y'all have Talking sex? Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she told uh, me they did. <laughs> oh, oh man! Shit. <laughs> Only on talking boys with the boys. Yeah, <laughs> oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, man, uh, does anybody have any goods from the game? Nope. No, I have nothing. <laughs> Honestly, on my notes, I literally wrote nothing with exclamation. No, no, I got. I wrote one, nothing, guys. man. I, yeah. Cedric Wilson was good. If if we would have won, he probably would have been player of the game. He had a couple big first downs, one on fourth, caught a touchdown, scored on a two point conversion, completed a pass to Tony Pollard. He was good. So if if, if we're gonna be missing look Michael at, Gallup, so that's exactly what we need going on. Look forward. at Dylan with the antidepressant. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Look at hey, you with the Prozac. He's on the right. Show. I like that. Yes, Cedric Wilson threw the best pass for the Cowboys yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did. Look at he KT. Did. Look at that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anger was great. He's always he's always great, man. Always that was a, that was a good get right there, bro. Anger, so, yeah. angrily angling the ball towards the end zone. There you have it. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, words. Hey, something else I was wrong about. How come no one told me to draft uh, or to pick up Antoine Wesley for my fantasy <laughs> championship, man? Two touchdowns, four catches, hey, well, two touchdowns. Come on, man. Hey, you know what? You said wrong, so I got to talk to Dylan real quick. Uh-oh. Hey, Dylan. <laughs> hey, my bad, man. All right. Okay. Kyle Pitts is the first rookie tight end to record 1,000 receiving yards since Mike Ditka did it in 1961. He also set a new rookie franchise fucking record. Pascal Jones, whatever. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what'd, you, what, what, uh, what'd you say? You broke up, man. You were right about this, okay? In the day where I'm watching Schultz, the whole offensive line blocks to the right, and they do a beautiful job, and then Schultz forgets to block, block the back end, and Tony Pollard gets taken down for a two-yard loss, and then Pitts hits oh. a 1,000 yards, and I'm over here like, motherfucker, ain't this a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he pulled his hamstring. I don't know if he's going to be out for the last game or what, but yeah, yeah he didn't. He well, he came great. back after that, though. So, he did? I, yeah, he did. Hey, well, one of the goods, man, was we got punched in the mouth pretty hard. We didn't get our asses just handed to us in the second half. We did respond back. We were within a field goal. We made some stupid decisions, but we did buckle down and try to get it back. So, that's a good, you know. I got something I was wrong about. Uh, early early in the season, I did an off-top episode with our guy Shane. Shout out Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac. And we were comparing this team unit by unit to some of the other great Dallas teams from recent memory, you know, 2007, 14, 16. Mm-hmm. I said 
I might even take this offensive line over any of those. <laughs> Foolishness, right? Stone me to death. But granted, we were just coming off, giving the number one rush defense 245 yards, and we were still waiting for Lyle to come back at that point. But boy, did I whiff. So between the injuries, suspension, self-imposed, musical chairs, penalties, the lack of any run game up the middle, and Tyler Biotis getting lap dances, they have fallen off a cliff. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dylan. Dylan, you weren't including the 90s teams in that, were you? No, 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 no. no. Okay, 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 okay. Well, you, you got to give him, you got to give him some, 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 you know, defense okay. there. I mean, Dylan's too young to even watch good, you know, Big Trouble in Little China, so he didn't see those. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's okay, Mijo. Yeah, know. nah, there's, there, there's no way, on, there's, the, there's no way, there's no way I, I could take this offensive line over a prime Tyron, over a young Zach, and a, and, and a Travis Frederick. Travis Frederick's no the best center I've ever seen, period. Ooh. He's yeah. nice, you know, man. Well, you know what? They miss him because uh, another thing that Dak's worried about is like, and y'all can see it early in the game yesterday too, where he's calling out linebackers and all that stuff, and he's mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. audibles. Man, yes. KT. Tra- Travis used to handle all that. Yes, dude. Everything. I, mean, I even made a co- – I had my brother and I had a conversation earlier in the season about the fact that I mean, if you track this back, you could probably look at a lot of Dak's mistakes happening post Travis Frederick not being there. Because like you said, half his brain left, you know, and then he had to, you know, have to get that back and make those decisions at the same time. I I agree. I mean, he made comments about that stuff the year that it was Joe Looney. Like, he made comments about, like, it's just not the same. Like, Joe's great, but, you know, there's I've got to take more responsibility in the checks at the line and all that stuff. So. Yeah, uh, that's a thing. What year uh, did he retire? They, was it 2018? Uh, Travis Ritz 20. No, no, so, no, no. So he missed. He bad. missed 2018. He played 2019 and retired. Oh, yeah. I got. Right. I got a. Few and then got in there. Beret. I got a few yeah. patients with Guillain Beret syndrome. That's nothing to mess with, man. It's it's pretty severe. It can be it can be pretty debilitating. I didn't even think of Joe Looney right now, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big Joe. He retired hey. too. He's, yeah. He's still, he's still under contract to the that, Giants right now, back. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, sure I... We weren't getting him. Yeah, yeah, they did. Hey, man, I got a couple of questions. But before I ask y'all these questions, we're going to get the off-top rant of the day. Dylan Wilson, hit us with the truth. All right, guys. So let me tell y'all a little something about myself. Buckle up, boys. So <laughs> truth is, <laughs> I am not a self-motivated person. It sucks to admit, but it's true. I, 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 I never have been. I, I don't get motivated by setting personal goals, trying to be better than I was the day before. I don't wake up and grind. It's, it's, not, it's not my personality. It's my personality flaw. But I can't rewire my brain to feel inspired by that. I've tried. It doesn't work. It's why I've, it's why I've been labeled a talented underachiever by some of the closest people to me. And they're right. Because self-motivation does nothing for me. I fucking love Dylan. I I hate losing more than I love winning. I am inspired by people doubting me. The haters. People putting me in a box and telling me I can't do something. When I've been slighted or disrespected, that is when I am at my best. I need competition. Y'all remember that meme, I thrive off negativity? Yep. That's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it isn't there, I have to manufacture it myself. Bulletin board material, if you will. And you know what I've noticed? This Dallas Cowboys team 
is exactly the same. <laughs> if, if the other team is saying we want Dallas or wearing beat Dallas t-shirts, best believe we are going to whoop their ass. But if, the te- but if the team has to rely on self-motivation to get up for a game, like telling themselves, this is a statement week for us, we are going to underperform. Trust me, I know. <laughs> but, if, but, if you're, but if you're expecting that to be our downfall, Boy, do I got some bad news for you. Because here's what our road through the playoffs could potentially look like. Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, and then Chiefs in the Super Bowl. What do all those teams have in common? They beat us. Or in Green Bay's case, have a history of beating us in the divisional yeah. round at that, where we will see them again. You see yeah. where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, I yep. like that. Mm-hmm. A self-motivated person looks at that road and sees four really good teams and sees an opportunity for, uh, for us to maybe go on a run and, you know, do the impossible. But for someone who thrives off negativity, we see a revenge tour. Four teams that got to catch this fade. Everybody can get it. I am, <laughs> e- I, am e- I am even more confident after that loss because now – We've been slighted. We've been disrespected. People Mm. are counting us out. Now we have no shortage of external motivation. How many times did we look around at this team this year like, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. But take it from the Hulk. The secret to smashing all of these teams is to always be angry. (laughs) And from here on out, you are going to see a pissed off Dallas team every time they take the field. So ask me again why I ain't scared of none of these teams. That leads me to understand <clears throat> two facts about uh, okay, so two facts then right quick. I'm gonna text you every morning. You're an idiot. You suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> yes. and, and the second thing is, okay, so the cowboys are full of a bunch of millennials. Got it. Okay. Let's go. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Off My top man of the day. Dylan Wilson. <laughs> Bringing the fuego, hell yeah. All right, man, well, let's jump to these questions real quick, man. Uh, what I want to ask you, man, is is there a legitimate concern on whether this team will self-implode postseason? And I'll start with you, KT. Well, I think, I mean, if they're self-imploded, they already have because, like, they mm-hmm. had a chance to be at home and get the bye. So, yeah, I mean, I think the legitimate concern is there because it would have already happened. Like they were, they were chilling, and quite frankly, their offense hit a hole in the wall. And then uh, their defense, I can't believe we're talking about their defense, like carrying the offense to the second half of the season, but that's what happened. So, yeah, legitimate concern, yes. But I'll say this. I do think if they get the Rams or the Eagles, I think a very easy, you know, an easy first-round win in the playoffs. I I, I truly believe that. They get the Cardinals again, and even the 49ers kind of scare me because the 49ers are just kind of mean and physical like that. I'm a little bit worried about that. But I think if they could somehow get the Rams the Eagles, they'll be really good and kind of skating into, uh, you know, a second-round game where they got to go to, you know, Tampa Bay or they got to go to Green Bay. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, facts. Mark? Honestly, man, I, I yes, I'm, I'm very scared. I had this nightmare of this. Because this offense, this offense, yes, there's we used to make fun of it, but there's a book out on us now, okay? We talked about, you know, seven to eight dropping seven to eight players, and until we can do that or, or show that we can run the ball, yeah, I'm scared of us imploding in the playoffs. But honestly, I mean, if we go play in a cold-weather game or something outside, I'm kind of not that worried because we're already playing like the weather's shitty. We're playing like the, like the ball slipping all over the place already. <laughs> so it's like we might be used to just fucking it off for a, for a little bit and then coming back. You know, so, yeah, there's two sides to it. I am worried about it. 
But at the same time, this much sucking this close to the playoffs with this much talent ought to lead to hard work and getting it straight. I mean, it, it, it's not like I'm sitting here going, damn, I wish we had a number one. Fuck, we're not getting moving the ball because we don't have a number one receiver. I mean, we have a 1A and a 1B. Can we get this shit right? Shit. Facts. Facts. Andres? Yeah, man. I mean, I am concerned from a coach who still doesn't understand clock management, and I just don't think he makes the best decisions into an offensive coordinator who I think is, uh, how can I say, his butthole puckers up when, when <laughs> stuff gets tight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 definitely concerned. I mean, it's not like like on a like on a nine, but I mean, yeah, there's definitely some concern there that we are going to self implode. Hey, let me, let me ask KT, is what it is. before Dylan goes, let me ask KT something. You can go after Dylan. Hey, KT, think about this real quick. What, we don't know the relationship, but what is Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore's relationship? Think about it for a second. Go, Dylan. All right, well, uh, yeah, I, I'm not really – I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried about the team because I've been on here on the podcast past few weeks complaining about the offense and all my gripes with the scheme and everything. But when when you have this much talent and you do have some smart football minds and you have a lot of experience, you just have to think that when it comes playoff time that, you know, the cream will rise to the top. And we have a great offense and we have a great defense. And I like to think that in, in any building and any anywhere we play, our team can travel and play that style of football. And I'm worried, but I'm not like throwing in the towel worried. Yeah, I got you. KT, how's their relationship, man? You know, do they the, like each the, other, dislike each other? No, the relationship's fine. But here's the thing that everyone should know is McCarthy doesn't do anything. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I want to hear right there, man. That's what I want to hear about this. You know what I mean? Like, like as far as so you know, sometimes it looks like two minds working on offense. So McCarthy never just does he ever interject override, during the yeah. play? Yeah, override anything like that. No, I don't think so. Um, okay. And I think that was kind of part of him getting hired here too. Is just like. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like, no, Kellen's going to be the OC. Like, McCarthy in Green Bay, he always got this whole thing, like, when he got hired, oh, he won a Super Bowl. And then a lot of people will do the, oh, well, you have Aaron Rodgers, so anyone can win. That's what LaFleur's dealing with. Like, anyone can win because you got Aaron Rodgers. Well, dude, McCarthy Mm -hmm. and the Packers weren't winning the last couple years. McCarthy's record. Dude, they had to, like, they had to, like, sabotage the game and get him fired because his offense sucked so bad. Well, so KT, like, the national narrative from Dan Patrick was his offense was laughable for a little while it, there. It was. Know, at the end. It was. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's a game. I challenge you guys. The year that he got fired was 18, I think, was the year he got fired. Yeah. Watch. It's Packers, Cardinals at Lambeau Field. It is a shitty Cardinals team. And the Packers, it, it almost looked like they were trying to lose the game. I think. I and and, and I'm, I, I don't think it's crazy that Rodgers might have sabotaged the game to get him fired. But the offense had to go. Because it's yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. y'all thought Garrett offensive offenses were bad. <sighs> McCarthy's offense the last couple of years was incredibly bad. Because here's what I think he is: I think he's lazy, and I think he's football caveman guy. Right? Mm. All that shit about analytics and in the barn and all that stuff—it's all such bullshit. Like oh, he's man, a fun guy. KT here right now. You know what's good about him? <laughs> yeah. Here are the good things about him. The good things about him is he does uh, know how to treat players. Right? So. Uh, I know how to like it. Let everyone be themselves. Nothing's phony, right? You know that Garrett phony, you know, finish the fight bullshit. No one cares about that stuff. That doesn't matter. But he lets his guys lead, and he knows how to do all that stuff. So the locker room stuff is fine. But, like, in the end, end, like, you want to know, I think that we have a coaching advantage when we play. When you go play the Packers, 
or when you go play the Rams and McVay even, because I think he does a pretty good – well, most of the time, he's actually gotten pretty dumb at managing the clock, to be honest. There ain't a lot of coaches who are great at managing the clock. Um, but, like, you're, you want to go, we've got a coaching advantage. What does McCarthy bring? I don't know, man. What is McCarthy yeah, without Kellen and Dan Quinn? Because I don't think Kellen's bad. I think Kellen's still learning on the fly. I think he's dealing with some offensive line problems. And I do think that there is a bit of what you said, kind of big moments. Oh, shit, what do I do? What play do I call? So I, I do think there's a lot going on there. But, like, where's McCarthy without Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore? Exactly. Uh, I don't know. He's, man, he's last I, year. I That's what he is. He he's last year. So right. McCarthy's just a fat Dan Campbell? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, McCarthy, good coach? No. McCarthy. Ear hustle? Well, you see, that's what, that's what you see, KT, man. That's that's honestly the feeling that I had about all this. Just looking at him with the blue shades on in the preseason, looking like yeah. a mob, mob boss up there, smashing mm-hmm. the watermelons, just a lot of lip service from his end. When he came in, man, look, in the medical profession, when somebody comes in immediately and tells you how good they are and tells you about all the work they were doing to get better, you're going, huh, all right. Yeah. So, sounds like somebody criticized the fuck out of you and you know how to answer those questions. You know, <laughs> and, and, and that's what it looked like to me. And then I'm waiting last year to see this revolutionary offense that's different and doing all these different things and granted all the injuries, all that stuff. But we gave Big Mike a pass last year just because everything sucked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you come into this year, the clock management issues happen. That's why I wanted to know how much is he had involved because I'm trying to understand what he really fucking does. To be honest. Pretty unaccountable guy, too. I mean, they get nah, beat. It ain't yeah. ever going to be his fault. And like, yeah, that's well, tough. That's tough, man. I want my coach at least going, whether he means it or not, going, guys, I fucked this up. Biggest question is, how yeah. do we get Sean Payton in here in a year or two? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, since we're talking about McCarthy, man, uh, issues with McCarthy's message to the team after the game, as quoted by LVE, he said, we got to keep battling with everybody, not just the other team, if you catch my drift. So we blaming mm. zebras now, huh? Yeah. Mm. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. I think it's I think it's bullshit. I think it's cheap. I think it I think it's it just says that you're not tough, and it says that you're not accountable for getting your ass kicked for the first three quarters of that game. So, exactly. uh, you know, well, it, the thing that that really does bother me. So that fumble, yes, that fumble sucks, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't even think like if that play was called a fumble on the field, right? Let's just re- just reverse it for a second. It's called a fumble on the field, and then the char- and then the Cardinals challenge it. I don't think the refs would overturn it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. whatever the call on the field was, the refs would have stayed with because it was that close. So, the call on the field was that it wasn't a fumble. Well, tough shit. You lost. You should have been in a better position. You know what? Zerline makes the kick. I mean, you lost by three points. So, let's talk yeah. about that, right? Yep. So, I, mean, I, got, I got like a million things. If you played a flawless game and then get fucked by the refs, then we can talk about that. You guys haven't played exactly. a clean game in a long time. In a Outside long time. Outside of Washington, and no one cares about that. You know? I mean, man, ever since LVE made that comment in the preseason about Micah, I always thought he was a bit hoish, and that sounds hoish <laughs> to me. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, He's a big Jalen guy, you know? Yeah, he is. He is <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, speaking on players, there. man, nice transition here, dude. Um, Amari, Co- Amari Cooper was quoted as saying, we just need better communication between everybody. Players, receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, coaches. Better communication taking, uh, talking about things we like and the things we don't like so we can just go out there and play fast. So, 
what I'm, I guess what I'm asking you guys is, do you think there's an issue there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think doesn't that seem like a coaching thing? Facts. Yep. It does. Yep. It does. I mean, yes, so does. someone is not allowing thoughts to be, you know, shared out loud. And mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, if your job, and you're if you're not calling the plays at the offensive coordinator, and you're not a defensive guy, and there are stories that you guys can go look up of defensive players in Green Bay feeling disrespected because McCarthy never cared about the defense. That was back when he called plays and all that. But, mm-hmm. like, there are stories in that. If your job is to not do any of those things but to be the walk-around head coach and you don't do special teams either, then you got to have some type of fully functioning organization where there are chains of communication that you're riding herd over. And I just don't think that happens. Like, I truly think he's just a guy who goes – and he does the press conferences, and he does all the things that he's supposed to do, and he keeps things together. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we keep things uh, as secret as we can from the media so stories don't get out that are false and things like that. I think that's kind of what he does. And that's about, the, about it. I guess about it. So you're telling <laughs> I me. I, so I wish telling, I had more, but that's so about telling, it. <laughs> so you're telling me he's at the star getting a massage, smoking a cigar. <laughs> Wait, wait. So, KT, what you're saying is this Twitter narrative where Mike McCarthy is this, this, this genius who's telling Kellen Moore to hold back on the offense and remain it being vanilla until he gets the Neapolitan in the playoffs is all a bunch of stupid fucking shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's very much horse shit. Yes, he's thank definitely you. not a genius. Thank you, everybody. Anybody? Thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know what? Also, KT, man, with. With what you described out of Mike McCarthy, now, when, when we discuss what, like my, my brother asked, what, what do we feel like is going to implode? As an athlete, as somebody, I mean, I only play beach basketball, but at the same time, if I had a head coach who is, is, you've already figured it out, watching, so players can figure those things out, playing for him and watching, and if he's not taking accountability and he's being the way you are as aloof, fuck, man, as a player, I'm going, hey, if I'm busting my ass out here and I'm throwing up, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, but like I guess so. I guess one thing is like I don't understand. Like when he was hired, they not, didn't interview anybody. Like they're like, mm-hmm. we're just gonna hire McCarthy and move on because he slept at Jerry's house. Remember? It was a and very like, yeah. It was a very quick right. hire. And I think I I truly think it's because of those two playoff losses, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and that's it. Like I, I'm not sure what else went all into it. Well, you know, I, the I'm thing just that I got like, KT was like this. Like, they brought him in to make us all happy as fans. Like, we got somebody in who's done it before, and they know what they're doing. Be happy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you all, guys, the year that the Packers won that Super Bowl, no one talks about this. The Packers nearly missed the playoff. They were the sixth seed. They were the last mm-hmm. seed. Like, they snuck in. Aaron Rodgers went on a heater, mm-hmm. and they won the Super Bowl. It was on a like, sick one, for sure. Like, that's, that's what happened. Like, they – they would have lost the playoff. They would have missed the playoffs if Deshaun Jackson didn't return a punt back for the Eagles against the Giants in Week 16. Mm. Oh, you're right them. about that. Yep. Yeah. Right? Towards the end of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. If that doesn't yep. happen, the Packers don't make the playoffs because the Giants would have won that game and made the playoffs over the Packers. Like mm-hmm. so, all this like McCarthy's got a ring and has done it before. Shit. It's like let's take a closer look. Let's take a closer look at what he's done and. It's not – It's not. I mean, look, he's right. He's one of the top 50 winningest coaches in football. But I think a lot of people would be if you had Rodgers for your entire career. And then if you're going to win games, if you have Dak, quite frankly, you're going to win a lot of games. If you're fucking around with Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones, you're going to lose a lot of games. Like, he's going <laughs> to continue to win games. 
But, like, there are some things, when you take a closer look, that make you go, Jesus, what's well, really he happening? Staff, he was on the staff with Brett Favre and all those guys when he was a younger coach. He saw if you – it's like in baseball, man. When In high school softball, if you have an amazing or a really good pitcher – you're going to win. You're going to win. win. Yep. You know, and he's, he probably saw it. Well, shit, if I, if I hitch my wagon to a really good quarterback, chances are I'll be mm-hmm. just fine. You know, I love Dak. I, <laughs> I just so, think he's kind of lazy. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that he doesn't work hard. Like dude, every NFL coach spends stupid amount of hours up there. You know, I don't say he doesn't work hard. I just think like at the end, when it comes down to it, I need a coach who can bring something that puts us over the edge. Like, they might have cheated a little bit, but it's no secret that the Patriots were winning all those Super Bowls. Because, dude, Tom Brady spends a ridiculous amount of time away from his family. Bill Belichick spends a ridiculous amount of time away from his family coming up with shit to make him, like, better. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not just some, like, joke. Like, this happened because those guys are fucking nut jobs. Yep, yep, you're right. Yep. You're exactly right. To be a coach, That's what I want. I want a nut job in charge of my team. Coach, there's those stories about Sean McVay sleeping at the facility, right? There's those stories about this dude having like a bed in his office, you know? And yeah, to be a successful coach at that level, you have to have a bit of a nut job in you, man. And Mike McCarthy is a family guy who loves to reference his daughters. And, and that's cool. But at the same time, like Andres said, I want a nut job. I want somebody who's obsessive. I want somebody who's been divorced four or five times with kids that don't like it. <laughs> I sure do. Sorry, my yes. bad. <laughs> KT, uh, if, if uh, Mike McCarthy's not the guy, uh, who, who, is, who is your guy next in line? Is it someone in-house? Are they grooming Kellen Moore? Sean, or do you think Dan, Sean, Dan that's Quinn a great is, question. Is Dan Quinn going to get question. the call up if we fall short? What's up? See, that's the thing that's tough. Like, you can, like – you play these games like who's the next guy and like sometimes the next guy just fucking sucks so like that's, that's where you kind of get caught in a lot of like 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 when matt lafleur happened the packers interviewed 11 people and matt lafleur was the last guy they interviewed and when they were flying back to green bay from tennessee after meeting with him they like shoulder shrugged on the plane and went i guess we should hire this guy like it ain't like he was the most impressive guy either it just ended up working out like i i thought I didn't really like want Matt Rule, and obviously that ain't going well in Carolina. But give him a quarterback, and maybe that does go well in Carolina. So I don't, I don't think it's him. But who's the next guy you ask? If it ain't McCarthy, it might be in. It might be Kellen, or it might be Dan Quinn. It might be. But you start playing a dangerous game when you start going out mm-hmm. there trying to get someone who you don't know, right? So right. you know Vance Joseph right there in Arizona. Should he get another shot? I mean, it didn't work out for him in Denver, but should he get a good shot? Honestly. A lot of times, I don't think defensive head coaches make it very well in this league outside of Belichick. Yep. Like, I think it's very tough to see, like, sustained success from defensive-minded head coaches. I still so, think in this league, I still think you find the offensive whiz kid, and I still think you hire him, and then you let it ride, and you surround him with, like, smart older guys who can help him out when it comes to organizing everything and managing a clock and not shitting your pants on the sideline. Like, I still think mm-hmm. that works. I still think that's the way to go. I mean, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, everyone was going to fire. Well, everyone loves him now that he's got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, right? <laughs> but, like, everyone thought he sucked two years ago. So, like, yeah. you know, it, it, it is about, like, what you got. As long as you got Dak, the coach here is going to win. Like, it's going to be fine. Now, we need, we need good Dak back, and I think he will get back. I do think it's, like, a mental thing. But, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, like, I don't know if there's some guy that just jumps out at me as like, he's the one that we got to have. 
Well, I was going to ask you, AKT, and just real quick, I kind of put, and this is, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I kind of put Dan Quinn in the same kind of room as uh, Wade Phillips. And not just because of the history between them, just, you know, consider, I mean, how it's identical and, you know, head coaching issues, stuff like that. I think of them as kind of players coaches. And when you're, when you're on the side of the ball, whether offensive or defensive, and you're a players coach, when you come to the head coaching position, it kind of spreads you kind of thin. And sometimes yeah. the head coach has to be a prick in certain instances. You know what I'm saying? So I really, I think Dan Quinn's more equated to Wade Phillips. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I could see that. The thing, the thing everyone loves Dan Quinn. So there is something, there is something to that. And, you know, Dan Quinn in Seattle, everyone loved him too. Although it was like, it's not that love of like, love you like a brother thing. It's like, I legitimate love you as like a head coach type. Yeah. Like that old school way you might think of someone. So that might be the dude. No one's thinking of Kellen that way. You know, no, yeah, Kellen's, exactly. Kellen, the way Kellen's mapped to being a head coach is the same way that, uh, you know, Kingsbury's path is, you know, mm-hmm. it's by being offensive, same way for McVeigh. And quite frankly, it's the same way for Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur and all these guys. Like, so it's, it's the same type of way, you know, uh, Byron Leftwich in Tampa Bay interests me a little bit because uh, they do some cool things with that offense, but I don't know how much of that is Tom Brady inserting his mind into that. So mm-hmm. that's someone who kind of has always intrigued me just a little bit. Another guy who I kind of like, and I, man, I, this thing is like, again, you never know. There's a guy in Green Bay named Nathaniel Hackett who works with Matt LaFleur on their game plans and works like hand in hand with Rodgers. And again, Rodgers could get a lot of credit here, but I think Nathaniel Hackett could be a really good play caller in the league. And that's what your head coach needs to be doing. Your head coach needs to be calling plays for you. So I agree. I it's just a name, but I don't know yeah. if it's much. People are going to talk about the enemy in Kansas City. And yeah, I mean, I think he deserves a chance somewhere, but I, I also, you know, when you work for Andy Reid and I, I don't know, like Andy Reid's got a lot of his own ideas that he's working into that offense. So. So are you There's a good lot of with, things there. So are you good with letting uh, Kellen Moore walk? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would prefer he stay because mm-hmm. I, I I think like I I don't think all of this is on Kellen, right? Like, no, absolutely. Kellen not. Kellen can't just go from being like offensive genius whiz kid to piece of shit in two months because <laughs> Dak started playing poorly <laughs> in two exactly weeks. Right in two I mean, weeks. I mean, that's going what into this game. We we still had the number one uh, offense in the league. So from Jesus to Lucifer, <laughs> and, you know, I'd feel weirder about it if we didn't have like a direct cutoff line, but we do know that it was that new England game where dad got hurt. Like there's the line. Like if we didn't have a line, it was just kind of out of nowhere. I'd be like, Oh shit. Yeah, but like, we know away. what it is. You know, it's, 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 it's that it's, it's that. And it's a few other things, but it's mostly that. Do you think Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat at all? Like, worst case scenario, we go one and done, and it is because of some bad clock management. Uh, do you think he gets fired? Because I, I don't no. think they would. No. no, no, no. Jerry doesn't do that. No, he won't, and he won't. I mean, he Jerry got a five-year deal that. for a reason. He'll get, he'll get four years. You know, and and if it's not there, they'll make a move. But you know, a five-year deal. This is year two. He got a free year last year when Dad got hurt. Might get eight, yeah. like Jay Jeezy. 
Yeah, he might, he might get 10, you know. By then, Steven's oh, probably doing the contract, shit. though, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, if Steven does the contract, he won't. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, let's move on, man. Let's move, uh, let's move on to week 18, boys versus the Eagles, part two, man. We just got word that basically it's the Philadelphia shit, COVID's right now, you know what I mean? Right. So, man, uh, the question I have for you, man, for you guys, man, because I wanted to get into key matchups, but – we don't even know what team they're going to roll out there with since everybody's in COVID protocol over there in Philadelphia. But I do want to ask you guys this. After another inept offensive outing, now with the fourth seed secure, are you reluctant or notwithstanding on resting players this week coming up? Uh, I was full-on team rest players. We just saw Michael Gallup go out with uh, with the season-ending injury, and I don't want to go into another game, possibly a meaningless game. The fourth seed is basically a lock. And uh, it's not really going to do us much to win or lose this game. So I, I was full on team rest. But then the move, the game got moved to Saturday night. My wife's birthday. She's a big Cowboys fan. And now we got to go blow out the Eagles, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get it done in the in the first quarter, second quarter, and, and, and let's go ahead and sit everybody. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, huh? yeah man. Uh-huh. So, yeah, right. That's what I'm. Yeah, <laughs> when they moved the game to Saturday night, that kind of ruined everything because if you were going to tell me, and this is just me. I don't really want to mess around with Kyler uh, and, and that defense, and I would rather take my chances with Stafford, who just stands there in the pocket. Like, mm-hmm. Stafford and Cooper Cup have been good this year, but, like, Stafford stands there in the pocket, and Micah Parsons would just devour him. He so, gets like, rattled. I'm at the, Absolutely. I'm at the point of, like, but you can't – when they move the game to Saturday night, that kind of wipes all of that out because you kind of could play it as, okay, well, we're playing, and if you knew – that Arizona lost and the Rams won, you know, that the Rams would be the four – or I'm sorry, the Rams would be the – yeah, the Cardinals would be the five, I guess. Because yes. the loser of Ram, the loser of Rams and Cardinals, however that plays out this weekend, will be the five. You're probably going to be the four either way. Um, so, I'm resting people. Uh, I'm not playing anyone. I'm not playing Dak. I'm not playing uh, Tank, Gregory, Micah Parsons. Like I'm getting, I'm getting all the Vanderash play because you know I don't know who cares. <laughs> but like, yes. I'm not playing Tyler. Leading tackler I, yesterday. I damn sure ain't playing Zeke. I mean, I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm setting as many guys as I can, uh, and that's where you kind of go. You're probably playing the Cardinals, right? So get ready. You know who you're playing. You're gonna get them at your house again, which might be a bad thing with Kyler, but that's probably <laughs> what's gonna be happening. So I wish I knew on Sunday, though. I mean, I wish I had a chance to like know because then I might change my mind and try a little bit. But now it doesn't matter. I'm going to go and sit everyone out. And doesn't it behoove you to rest those ailments, get Zeke right? And you're not only doing that, but you're letting this like simmer with the players. You're letting this loss eat at them until the rematch. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, I'm of two two minds with it, man, because my competitive brain and the, the brain that understands that we're fucking up left, right, that we can't get one play to fold into another play, one play, the chemistry, the offense is off, all the criticisms I gave a Dak. But at the same time, I do understand that the Eagles don't fucking matter. Okay? Yep. Mm. And I do understand that two weeks of prepping for Kyler is actually a lot better and Trump, well, I mean, you would tell her in a way of prepping for Jalen Hurts, too. But, um, you know, I mean, they're kind of similar in a sense. But, yeah, I, I, I actually – KT kind of talked me into it, to be honest with you. <laughs> because, <laughs> and, and what Dylan had said there as well, I mean, I'd rather just know who I'm going to play. 
um, give me two weeks to get for him and get Zeke to, you know, get a little extra step, maybe a little more freshness. Maybe he doesn't have to wear a bulletproof knee brace, you know, <laughs> um, and we can understand what to do with that team a little bit more. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go ahead and sit everybody. I got some shit to do Saturday any damn way. Um, yeah, let's sit everybody and get ready for Arizona. Fuck it. <laughs> Andreas? Well, see, my thing is um, if we do sit our players, right, and we do go with Cooper Rush heading off to Corey Clement and throwing to Noah Brown, how's that going to fix our offensive troubles, though? Like, I, I understand the rest part of it, but I ain't going to do a goddamn thing to fix our offense. That's true, man. That's the I ain't going to do nothing. Cooper Rush goes out there, throws for 220. We get the win, blah, blah. Okay, great. Next week versus the Cardinals, what? I mean, we were were playing like ass for pretty much a month on offense and then just dropped 56 on Washington. So, yeah. (laughs) Let me go ahead and scare the shit out of everybody. I'm just saying, man, the the, the way our offense has looked lately and the way the defense looked yesterday, I just don't see, I just don't see what what all that rest is going to do just for, for like a momentum standpoint. But, you know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's too. just I'm, my thought. I'm, I'm with the mind frame of of maybe, maybe letting the guys come out for a quarter and see what they can do. But uh, I, I don't know. I, even with that, y'all are talking me down, man. Y'all are talking me down, man. I kind of want some rest, actually. Okay, so and this I, might I, be I, a I, silly what's, thought. What's the weather going to be like at Financial Field? Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be freezing? Because if it is, sit Dax ass because I don't want that calf to be strained in any different way, all right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, but something I was thinking about, and this this might be silly, but since the Eagles are facing pretty much a must win, do we even care? Do we do we try to manipulate the standings? Do we want to beat the Eagles and keep they're them out? In the playoffs. They're already in. Oh, they're for sure in? Yeah, yeah they're, they're in. Clinched. They clinched. Okay, all right, okay, well then. I'll just shut the hell up then. Yeah, and I I want them in because they're not that good. So right. like, yeah, true. Yeah, they could be in. I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying we fear the Eagles. I just you know it's a little gamesmanship there. A little a little a little divisional, you know you know some gamesmanship. Oh, I'm about that. Yeah, Thanks. just try to keep them out because they're Philly and Philly sucks. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Philly. Fuck it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! All right, man. Well, all right. Since uh, we don't know who's playing. Fuck the, fuck the key matchups, man. And, and since we don't want our, our starters playing anyway, who cares? But I still got to ask you guys, man. What are your predictions? Score who wins in a wild prediction for the game. But before we get there, Dreezy hit us with some betting lines. Yes, guys. So I, was, I looked earlier. Cowboys are opening up at a five-and-a-half uh, point favorite. Uh, Caesars has the over-under at 42-and-a-half. I'm looking at something like a 20-to-17 game. I'm not looking – for any kind of uh, offensive uh, offensive explosion, especially, like I said, if we're going to be playing Cooper Rush, handing off to Clement, throwing to Noah Brown and Malik Turner. So, I mean, I'm looking at a 20 to 17 game. Uh, if you got a fantasy championship or if you play daily fantasy, I would be looking at guys like Pollard, Cedric Wilson, Schultz. They're, they're all right there. They're all very affordable. Uh, for the Eagles, I would go uh, Boston Scott. He's, he has been running the ball real well. Uh Donovan uh, Smith and Dallas Goddard. Scott could uh, be in COVID. Scott's in COVID protocol right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. But then with, with these, I with the, with the five day, we, right? They they change it from ten days to five days. Yeah. Depending on you're vaccinated or not. Yeah, depending uh, on you're vaccinated. And then t- unless you're Antonio Brown's dumbass and you got a fake card or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. So Dallas five and a half point favorites over under forty two and a half. Uh, I'm taking the under. I'm going, like I said, 2017 type game. Yeah, 
I'll take the under as well because I don't think I don't know I don't I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do. Uh, I don't know if they're going to rest the starters or not. I don't know if they're going to let them play. But I mean, even if they let them play for a half or so, uh, you know, the, the Eagles are definitely trying to probably play to beat us. So, hey, I'm taking the under as well. They definitely are. Yeah, I'm taking the under. I'm taking yeah. the under. 21 to 20. Cooper Rush over Gardner Minshew. Um, <laughs> 21 Clash 20. of the Titans. Release yeah. the Kraken. Yes. 21 20, but that is. Cooper Rush. 21-20, but that's seven field goals from Zerline, who totally redeems himself. Damn, so your, so your, your big prediction is Zerline. That's the wild prediction. Miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The redheaded right, stepchild versus 20, the mullet. I was actually taking 21-24. I was going to take the Cowboys. I was going to predict that Zerline wasn't going to miss um, either, but I'm going to go with the thought that Turner is going to get a lot of burn here. I'm going to go 100 yards for Malik Turner. Don't know how many catches, just 100 yards. DraftKings. Man, hey, wild prediction for me, man. Uh, yeah, I do believe, dude. I think we'll, I think we'll win something along the lines of, I don't know, man, maybe twenty-three to fourteen or something like that. But uh, I, I, for some reason, I feel like Dan's gonna let uh, Trayvon go, go tie this record, man. Yeah. So that's my wild prediction. All right. Well, let, let me just say real quick: if the starters do play, there are a lot of uh, matchups that I'm looking forward to because they got a Pro Bowl quarterback and we don't. They said Rager was better than Lamb. <laughs> Devontae Smith, you know, he's going to be Trayvon's dad. And supposedly their offensive lineman got snubbed by ours. So, shit, they're going to have to show me. But, uh, yeah, uh, they, they said in September that uh, we are, they said we aren't the same team that they face in September. But last high check, we blew them out without Demarcus Lawrence, Lyle Collins, Gallup, Neville Gallimore, and more. Yeah. So, no Michael Speak Gallup. Rest in, rest in peace to my guy, but we ain't the same team they face either. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, if the starters do play, I got us winning 41 to 14. And my bold prediction is Trayvon and Micah both breaking the records they're chasing. <laughs> but if they don't play, I think we squeak out a 23 to 21 win and Kelvin Joseph gets the game ceiling pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of rest in peace, that, that, that was the last game. That that we yep. are gonna see Michael Gallup in the Cowboys uniform. Probably. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Bring the room hey, down. Way to go out. Go out on a touchdown where you tore your ACL <laughs> and still came down with it, man. I mean, <laughs> there could be worse ways. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta take off the jersey and run off the field. Go out on top like AB did. Hell <laughs> yeah! Uber. Yeah. Just called an Uber. Yeah. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. It is. <laughs> oh, it is. You want to blame the bad guy? <laughs> we took a weird turn the last couple minutes. Yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> did. Definitely did, man. But anyhow, man. All right, fellas. Well, <clears throat> man, let's wrap this thing up, man. I was gonna go to the to the to the Twitter shout out train, man. Uh, we had some things on there, but uh, I gotta kind of cut this thing short. But uh, I did didn't finally had one. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> oh damn it god damn it mario yeah. he didn't come through man we have several though really but uh man, we do have a message from our boy philip Choi from across the pond in germany hey what's up guys it's your boy philip Choi here straight from germany much love to y'all happy new year I want to speak today a little bit about our offense because I don't think that Kellen Moore's offense got figured out yet or that Dak is playing like shit, but I got to say this. The amount of audibles he's calling lately is killing us. It totally destroys the rhythm of the offense and I feel like if 
that just would go with the call he gets from Kellen Moore, the offense would be way more successful. But I'm also not concerned because I know we're going to beat the Sheagles on Saturday big time, even if it means that I have to stay up late because the game starts at 2.15 a.m. in the morning here. But whatever, everything for the boys. The playoffs, we're going to beat the Cardinals big time. We're going to get our revenge and then we go to the fucking Super Bowl. Let's fucking go. Go. Yeah. Hey, shout out to uh, Philip Shoy, our boy back from Germany. Philip Shoy, always rocking with us. What's up, mm-hmm. Philip, man? And yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, KT, man, for everybody out there that don't know where to find you, man, let the listeners know where you can be found and what you got going, man. Oh, my God. Too much shit going on. All right. So we got uh, uh, the Ben and Skin Show, 2 to 5 p.m., 97.1 The Eagle. If you don't listen to the radio, get the iHeartRadio app. It's the Ben and Skin Show. Uh, so check that out, 2 to 5 p.m. every weekday. Uh, the About Them Cowboys podcast on The Athletic. The Kevin Turner Show podcast on iHeart. And then my TV show, Sports and Such, uh, which just finished up season one. Go check that out on YouTube. We were on CW33, but no one watches that channel. So uh, sports and such on YouTube. Check that out as well. And uh, on social media, hit me at, at KT Fun Tweets. There you have it. Nice. There you have it. There you go. Hey, yeah. My yeah, guy yeah. got something for every day of the week. Hell every yeah. day. And, and, hey, we, hey, we really appreciate you coming on, KT, man. You do, uh, you just don't know, man. It's, it's a blessing, bro. Love you know, happy to, Thank you for hey, the info and the content. Started off bro. the 2022 with a banger. KT Fun Tweets, baby. I'm not Let's saying go. this because he's here. I think that was. I think that's the best guess I've I've uh, I've I've been a part of, man. You fit Honestly. right in, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, that was yeah. that was great, hey, KT, man. Just that was the best guess. Hey, yeah. for real though, uh, I've been following you personally since I think the 2018 draft where we had Michael Gallup and all them to see you mm-hmm. on the draft show. And then for you to come on years later and be on this show with us is definitely means a lot to us. And we appreciate you, man. Hey, happy to do it. Good talking to you guys. And uh, sorry about talking about having sex and cramping up. <laughs> oh, shit. Come on, man. Let's talk about the boys, KT. Hey, tell Kyle we said what's up, man. Yeah, hey, we'll do, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, everybody out there, y'all know where y'all can find me at, man. I'm Adam Y. Talking boys with the boys. At Hoptaville on Twitter. Talking that shit. You know how it goes. And I'm Mark D. You got you can find me on Twitter at Mark D's Corner and Mark Dillion on Facebook. And I'm Dylan Wilson. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan88Wilson. Don't DM me. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at that boy Dreezy and uh Lone Star uh 911 Lone Star starts tonight. So I'll just be tweeting about that. Oh, look at you and Rob Lowe. You, Hell yeah. you and Rob Lowe. And on Twitter, free smoke. Anybody, free smoke. Yeah. Rob Where? Lowe is a handsome guy. Hey. <laughs> hey, well, everybody out there, thank you for rocking with Talking Boys with the Boys. <laughs>